Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and I have a special treat for you. We have a guest today. Her name is Krista Nichols. I met her about two weeks ago over in Houston, Texas. My business partner, Rachel Peterson, uh, who owns another company called Social Media United, has developed this little mastermind group where she teaches the best of the best how to go out there and become uh, even better at what they do in the world of social media. So Krista here, she's a social media strategist. She's grown up in a little cornfield in the middle of Iowa. Uh, I don't even know what a cornfield really looks like. Maybe Krista could give us a little bit of a rundown on how that looks a little bit later. But um, she's never really backed down from a challenge. She's always gone out there and just tried to push forward with what she's been doing. And what she really wants to discuss today and the topic of our show is what to do when you get stuck in your business and you become your own worst enemy. I know nearly every day for myself, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, hey, you're Leonard. I don't like you today. What am I going to do about you? And it, it gets frustrating because when we look at ourselves that way, it kind of causes detriment for our business. It causes detriment to our relationships. And things don't really go the way we want them to. And it pushes us back on the way to becoming an influencer. So, Krista, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself? Thanks, Leonard. I Thanks for having me on the show today. Anytime. I, yeah, I am a social media marketer from Iowa. And I got my start, actually, with a cattle publication, a local cattle publication. I did layout and design. So my degree was in journalism, and I became a layout and design artist, and now I'm a social media marketer. I don't know how that happens, right? (laughs) Yeah, how do you go from, like, designing cows? What's on the cow website? Is it, like, drawings of cows, or is it pictures of cows, or is it, like, milk? Well, what we did was we marketed cow cows for cattle sales. So a lot of publications and flyers and advertising for cattle sales and cattle auction houses. So that is how I got started, which is a great way to start here in Iowa because there's no shortage of ag and livestock related activities going on. Right now we're actually right in the middle of harvest. So at any given moment, I can see combines and grain carts and wagons driving by my house because I literally do live in the middle of a bunch of cornfields. So nice. that's how I got my feet wet. And uh, I'm so, I just I'm so curious. went from there. Uh, I'm so curious. For when you market a cow, you have to talk about the features, the functions, and the benefits and everything. What are those for a cow? Well, breeding information. You know, do they have a pedigree? that has shown in the past to be a good producer? Do they have a good bloodline? Um, and then they, they work with data a lot. So how much they weigh, um, how fast they gain weight, and just all kinds of, they're very, it's very detailed data-driven market. Wow, this is phenomenal. You would think that it would be like, oh, look, happy cow. Let's draw a happy face. This is great for you. I know. Some of them are very happy until they get sold. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's pretty neat. I want to know. Maybe I should go check out the cow marketing material someday. This sounds really cool to look at. Well, it is It is pretty nice. But, I mean, there's nothing cuter than a baby calf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so adorable. So uh, you want to talk about the topic of being like your own worst enemy and really getting stuck in your business. Have you encountered this a lot? I have. I, Like I said, I started out as a graphic designer, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. And I began to learn about social media marketing, and I kind of fell in love with it. And I decided that not only could I use this to promote my graphic design business, but this was something that some of my web clients would find very useful for their businesses. And it just kind of grew from there. So at, at one certain point, I decided that I was going to go all in. It was a good mix for me as far as being able to use the talents that I had. I was having success with it. I was getting success for my clients. And so I decided to go all in, and I'm still managing the cattle side of my business, but most of my time goes towards social media marketing and my clients in that business. But I hit a spell this summer where I had several big clients just kind of overfilled my schedule, got overwhelmed with everything that I was doing, and just kind of froze. Oh. I froze and I started to doubt myself and my abilities, I started to kind of backtrack a little bit. And I started to wonder, am I going to be able to grow this to the extent that I want to? Do I have what it takes? Uh, Am I smart enough to do this? Maybe I'm not cut out for this. And I just found myself doubting almost everything that I would go to do. And I just felt like I was spinning my wheels. It was a horrible feeling, but I didn't know how to move past it. So this so, feeling where you yeah. kind of got like stuck in everything, was that because you were just overwhelmed with having too many clients, you were having too much success, and things just were like getting to a tipping point where you just were bottlenecking, or what was causing most of these feelings? Well, I think for me, it was I had reached the limit of what I could do at the mindset that I had at that time. Hmm. And what kind of mindset was that? Well, I've always really had a grateful heart. And I Hmm. subconsciously have begun thinking things like, maybe wanting more for my business means that I'm not being grateful for what I have. And so I would come up against, like, to take the next step, to go to the next level. And I would freeze because I would think maybe I shouldn't dream bigger than this. Maybe I shouldn't want more than what I have for my business. Does that mean I'm an ungrateful person that I can't just be thankful for what I have? And I didn't realize it, but I was crippling myself because I would get to just about where I would take that next step and put in more of myself and more of my time and, and dare to dream, and I would back up because it scared me a little bit. Huh. I've been here a few times where I'm like, oh, my God, i got to do these big things. I'm like, oh, wait, what am I doing? Can I even do this? Is this something I even want? Is this something I even deserve? And then I end up doing nothing. So I, I've kind of been right. in your situation, too, and it's really not fun. 
No, it's not. And and like I said, for me, it just led into a lot of self-doubt and um, self-sabotage, really. I would wake up in the morning and almost just not know what to do. What step do I take? I was, I was plateaued, for sure. Huh. I could not move forward with that kind of a mindset, but I didn't realize that it was my mindset that was holding me back. What did you think it was beforehand? I thought it was my abilities. I thought it was that I just wasn't talented or capable enough, hmm. that I just didn't know enough or I didn't have enough skill or experience. I just attributed it to that and just kind of let it keep me in this wheel spinning but getting nowhere phase. So while you were thinking it was your skills and everything else aside from your mindset, you must have tried different things to break out of it. What, what were some of these things that you tried? Well, I, yeah, it's so funny because you do. You want to try everything. I tried going after more clients, um, but that stressed me out. <laughs> I tried, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a spiritual person, so I prayed a lot about it, but what I didn't realize that I wasn't really listening then. I was praying for the answer I wanted, but I wasn't listening to what the truth was, so it wasn't doing me any good. Um, I took a lot of courses, which courses are great, and I learned a lot, but I was still frozen, not able to put any of it into practice. So, yeah, I just went through whatever I saw other people who were one step ahead of me doing. I tried that, and then I tried the next thing, and then I tried the next thing. So basically what you did is you took a step outside of yourself, you decided to look around, see what everyone else was doing, and said, if they're taking these courses, if they're doing these things, and if I try doing these things, then I'll probably end up with the success too. Yeah, yeah. But before I could really get to that point, I had to realize that I was being my own worst enemy. I could do all these things and I could try all these things, but until I faced the fear that I had of Mm -hmm. having a dream and going for it, I wasn't going to be able to move forward. What do you think caused that fear of having that dream like, and making it bigger? Um, was it the fear of success? Was it the fear of failing? Was it the fear of the unknown? Well, I am a recovering perfectionist. Um, <laughs> as a, right? So, so my mode of operating as a young woman, I'm almost 40 now, which still... I feel super young, but in my teens and early 20s, I just wanted to do things with excellence. That's not a bad thing, but I was a perfectionist, so I would do the things that I knew I excelled at, and those were my safe zone. Those were the things that I knew I would come out on top with, and so as long as I just stayed doing those things, then I felt great about myself, the people around me thought that I was doing awesome. I didn't have to stretch myself or make any risks to do something new if I just operated in this safe zone. 
Well, eventually, as life does, life has a way of removing the safety net sometimes. And that happened to me about a year and a half ago in one of the businesses that I managed. One of my large clients suddenly announced that they were talking about working towards retirement. Well, I don't know why it never occurred to me to think that that could happen, of course, uh, but it hadn't up to that point. And I found myself looking towards the future of my business and realizing I hadn't put anything into place for that contingency. And so here I was thrown out of my safe zone and I didn't know what to do. So I think that's where that fear of failure, fear of growth came from was acknowledging that I had only ever operated in my safe zone. I'd never had to step outside of what I felt comfortable with. But now I was faced with you either step outside of it or you stay the same. And I knew that wasn't. So let's say that theoretically you were facing that fear and you did nothing and then your one client retired. What would have what would that have done to like your life? I would have had to uh, give up my business and go get a job outside of my business. I would have had mm-hmm. to join the nine to five, probably at the corporate level, um, because of the skills that I have. That's just what it lends itself best to. And my husband and I have worked for you know almost eighteen years to build this kind, the kind of life that we have now. It would have been devastating. So it would have been like all that 18 years of work for nothing where you're like, we have the freedom that we want. We have everything that we want. And now because of a situation like that, you would be put back into an office working for someone else, going and check clocking in and clocking out and doing that daily routine that you've avoided for the last 18 years. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but I've never taken the traditional professional path I've always been an entrepreneur, so it would have been like entering the job market at entry level, probably. This is a rural area that I live in. To drive to a metropolitan area would be an hour, you know, and so to be able to get paid what I can get paid doing what I do now, almost impossible where I live. Wow. And that would have been just just a blow, you know, not only to our finances, but to mentally and intellectually, it would have just been really difficult. So that would have just hurt your uh, mentality, that would be hurting your uh, income, that would be hurting your uh, pride, that would even be taking out like hours upon hours of every single day. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like you were facing like a really, really serious problem if you weren't able to replace that client. Right. Well, I knew that it was either jump or bail. (laughs) So I jumped. I knew that I didn't want to give up on my entrepreneurial dream. So I jumped, but it was definitely out of my comfort zone. And so I kind of floundered around outside of my comfort zone for a while and eventually fell into this becoming my own worst enemy. When I reached a certain level in my business, I had to figure out how to get over that hurdle. 
Yeah, it's extremely tough, especially in a situation like that where you're facing something so grim and you could picture it materializing in your entire life. And I, I would even probably become my own worst uh, my own worst enemy in a situation like that. Uh, what we'll do right now is we'll go off to a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we'll be able to get into more detail of exactly what you did to kind of overcome that situation and drive your business to the next level. Uh, you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and uh, my website's Leonard Kim. And what's your website, Krista? My website is hubcreativemedia.com, hub, H-U-B. Cool, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hi, Leonard Kim here, and I'm with Krista Nichols. If you were tuning in earlier, Krista was going over the devastating pictures that she had in her head if she saw that her client were to retire. And what it would kind of do to her entire life, it would take the 18 years of work that she's uh, put in to go out there and be entrepreneurial and flip it all around where she would be back at a job, working at a nine to five, driving an hour to work, an hour back home and making less income while all of a sudden also being forced to work under a boss. And that wasn't something that she wanted. Krista, why don't you take us back to where we left off? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I knew that that was just not the plan for me. I knew that that didn't make sense for me to, it would be definitely going backwards for me as far as where I had been. It just didn't make sense to just give up. And so I needed to find a way to begin to do it for myself so that I never had to rely on any one client again. And I vowed that I was going to build something that for my family that would never put me in a position where I would have to rely on one client for the bulk of my income. So I joined a learning group called Social Media United. Shout out to Rachel Peterson and this great group. Hi, Rachel. 
Yay, Rachel! And I know Yay. you know and love Rachel as well. She was at the mastermind that we were at, and she's my business mentor and your business partner. So we're all in good company right here. Huge, huge fans of Rachel. Is she listening to us right now? I do not know. Rachel, are you there? Did you um, tell her about this? <laughs> I did. I put it up in the group. So who knows? Maybe some of the SMU unicorns are listening right now. Oh, I'm I was hanging out with them yesterday. Yesterday I we had know. a unicorn party. Uh, I was so it's jealous. Cool. I was like, oh, look, it's my unicorns. And they're hanging out with Leonard. I was there in spirit, <laughs> though. And yeah. via Facebook Messenger, too. Thank you for the video, by the way. Anytime. I'm like, here, poof, poof, poof. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So, yeah, I yeah. dove right into Rachel's group, and I began to uh, learn everything I could about social media marketing. I was using it for my own business, growing, following for my own company, and my clients kind of started, hey, how are you how are you doing that? How are you growing your social platforms? Can you do that for us? And I said, yep. And so even though I had never done it before for anyone else, that's just kind of how I operate. Yep, I can do it. <laughs> so at first, learn later. So, uh, so I did. And I began to bring on some of my own clients. And Rachel just is such an encouraging person and provides all the training and skills that we need. We just have to put it into practice and find our own unique voice and the kinds of clients that we can help. So I began to do that. Um, then an opportunity came up to join uh, her elite group, and I jumped in on that as well. And that was in May this year. And the knowledge that I've learned since then has been incredible. But I was still stuck, and I was just starting to realize that I was stuck. I was seeing the success of other members of the group, and I was feeling like, why is this not happening for me? What am I doing wrong? I didn't realize that I was sticking myself in this square peg. It was a square peg in a round hole. So I had to get really real with myself, and I had to really think it through a lot to determine what exactly the holdup was. And that's so hard when you're in the middle of, when you're in the middle of it and you're doing the day-to-day life, all your regular day-to-day things and your clients and you're working on growing your business. How do you even begin to take a minute to think about your mindset, right? Have you ever come up against that? It's hard to make time for yourself. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, looking from the scenery, I know a lot of people, when they end up, like, joining a course or taking any type of new material, like, usually in most people's programs, what they do is they really highlight, like, the mindset first. But a lot of people who are taking these things are like, oh, mindset, that's nothing. I got that covered. I can skip this. And they just go straight to, like, the knowledge base of everything. What do you think about people who go and do that? Oh, yeah. Hey, I am that person. (laughs) I mean, you're talking to somebody who, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely kind of a pride issue for me. Like, I don't want people to see me sweat. I don't want to act like I don't have it all together. So I'm just going to nod my head and go along. And when the mindset stuff comes up, yep, yep, 
I'm good, got that covered, no big deal. So, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm the kind of person that has to learn the hard way that dealing with that first would have been smarter <laughs> than dealing with it halfway through. But at the same time, it's all a process. And so I know that every step along the way has been valuable for me as a professional and also for me going forward in being able to help others too. Now that I've experienced it, I can offer encouragement to others who are going through it. Yeah, that's amazing, especially since you were able to find that wake-up call where you realize that you need to work on the mentality yourself. But, yeah, uh, I'm the person with the hard head, too. When I go out there and I'm like, I'm stubborn, I'm going to make it work my way, then I need to get, like, 100 baseballs tossed in my face. And on the 101st one, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try it your way. (laughs) Right, maybe I'll back up a little bit. Maybe that did apply to me somewhat. Yeah, for sure. So, Yeah. yeah, I got to a point where... I really just had no other choice but to face it. You know, I wasn't growing to the level that I wanted to be, and I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even allow myself to think about what I wanted it to look like because I was too afraid that if I said it out loud or even admitted it to myself and I failed, then it, having had that hope would hurt more to lose it. What I didn't realize was not even admitting it meant I was never going to have it in the first place. So it did take me just stopping and getting quiet. So that would be my first tip for someone who feels frozen in their business, not sure what to do or how to take action to get past the level that you're at. You got to take a break. You got to get quiet. And you got to listen. So if you feel frozen, you should just go into the freezer and get colder. <laughs> well, that'll certainly motivate you to do it faster. <laughs> I'm going to take my five minutes in the freezer and be out of there. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, that's a pretty powerful tip to really go there and analyze what's going on. Like for me... Uh, one of the biggest things that I was faced with is I saw my entire life failing and I didn't really know what to do. And I had to take that moment to stop and go, why am I here? And kind of like ask myself, what decision let me here? What decision, what decision, what decision? Figure out the patterns that was causing me to fail. Right. Because you'll just continue to fall back into it. It's your default mode. You know, your brain has neural pathways that have programmed themselves to go in that direction. So unless you recognize it and put a stop to it, you will just default back into it. Um, And I do find myself still, like I think about the thought patterns that I had and the ways that I was reacting to things. And I still kind of shake my head and think, wow, that was so far off what I should have been and what what the truth was, and I didn't even recognize it. Yeah, and another thing for me is back in last Thanksgiving, my um, ex broke up with me, and we kind of ended our relationship. And all my friends were like, oh, it's fine. Just forget about it. Get over it and move on. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to forget about it and move on. 
But then, you know, in order to forget something like that, what you had to do, you had to go out and drink, you had to stop caring, you had to kind of change your personality. And I was kind of like falling down the ladder or falling off the ladder and like changing the type of person I was. Then, like, I guess in the most recent times when I would get like rejected in any way, I kind of reflect back to how she like rejected me and I, it would hurt a lot more than it used to hurt. And that was because I never was able to take that time to process that to uh go through it and relive it to the point where i was like okay i understand this is cool let's move on now and because i tried to forget about it and move on like it's just her other relationships i had in the future and now look at me now i'm just this loser on this radio show (laughs) (laughs) no so valuable so if you don't admit that you're not okay you can't get to a place where you can be okay again if you don't admit it how can you get past it and it's true that's where I was at I wasn't admitting that you know the different circumstances I had been through had affected the way I thought about myself and my business so why do you yeah, think people getting, are so why do you think people are so scared to admit that they're hurting or that they're in pain or that something's wrong Well, I think part of it is, especially in a business setting, it doesn't seem professional, maybe. You don't want it to seem like you don't have it all together because you think that it will affect your business. You think that it will not be a good reflection of who you are to people, to customers and clients. Uh, So, yeah, and also to your coworkers and people in the same industry as you. You want to appear like you have it all together. Uh, you think it makes you look stronger, um, but honestly, it just makes you look less human, I think. You know what I mean? And, and how long can people really just keep it together? Right, right. Nobody can. We all have junk. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago, I was, like, crying for no reason. I'm like, my ex left me, and everyone else hates me. I'm like, why am I crying? <laughs> like, did we break up, like, last year? <laughs> Still, though, you hit those down days and those down moments, and and unless you have already recognized that that's where you tend to go when you're struggling, you're just going to pop right back to that spot. It just seems like a familiar place, and even though it's detrimental to you, you'll revert back to the familiar and the safe. And, yeah, that's definitely what I was doing. I was just reverting back to what felt safe and what felt familiar, but it fit less and less. The more I learned and the more I grew and the more skills I gained, that safe place, it just didn't fit me anymore. So that safe place of pain and suffering. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, safe place back of, on it. Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, for me, it was a safe place of having all my work come to me from one source, pretty yeah. much. You know, it, it was easy. It was consistent, but it wasn't challenging. It didn't really require much creativity or personal growth, and it wasn't really ever going to get any bigger or more in-depth than it was. You know, it was Mm -hmm. safe. And I'm not the kind of person who goes after challenge and change without a little extra push. (laughs) Yeah, who really wants change, right? I mean, like, I have trouble changing my clothes. 
I know, right decisions. Why? Help me. Yeah. I know. I really admire people who um, don't, who just go for things, you know. They don't let worry or fear hold them back. They just, they're like, yep, let's go for it. I really admire that. It definitely is a strength in character that I have to work to develop. It's not a natural bend for me. So because it's not a natural bend for you, how do you go towards these things? Well, well, I started by taking a break and getting quiet and just getting real. That was my second step. I had to get really real with myself. Once I got quiet, slowed down long enough to take stock of where my thought patterns were and what I was listening to, you know, what information I was feeding myself about myself, then I had to get really real about it. I had to get real and admit that, you know, that's not true. It's not that I'm not talented. That's not true. It's not that I don't have what it takes. You know, I had to really call it out and recognize that I was living in a rut (laughs) and I needed to get out of it. It wasn't fun, but it was even less fun to stay there. Oh, yeah. It's pretty horrible just sitting at the bottom going, oh, yeah, I'm in the rut. Let's hang out. My friends might come over and join my rut. (laughs) Right. And you know what? When you're stuck in a rut, you do tend to attract people who are in a rut because it becomes less and less easy to relate to people who are operating outside of it, you know? And so unless you stop and pull yourself out, it begins to reflect in the people that surround you. You know, you've got to be in the company of people who can lift you up and people who will tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it. And that was the third thing that I had to do. I had to go get my second opinion, to, per se. Ooh, I had to, who did you get yeah, your second I opinion from? Yeah, I know. I had to go to people that I knew knew me. And I had to talk to them about what I was going through. And I had to ask them to give me straight feedback. And that was so helpful for me. Because sometimes when you're in your own head, you can say encouraging things to yourself, but it just doesn't mean the same as it does coming from people who know you and who you know are supporting you and who will tell you the truth even if you don't hear it. So what? So you have to really go out there and have a support network who really helps motivate you and push you through and who you could actually... Is it talking to them about your problems that's helpful or is it their encouragement that's helpful or is it both? Well, there's definitely a component of both of those things, but also um, just watching the way that successful people operate, watching the way that people who are secure in their identities operate. That's an education in and of itself. And if you're surrounding yourself with positive people like that, people who could speak truth into your life, people who have their focus on the right things, it's going to rub off on you. I have a really supportive home network here, friends and family here in Iowa that I lean on heavily. But I also have a professional support network within this mastermind that we've been talking about that has also been absolutely invaluable to me. Um, And we all do this for each other. You know, um, we all give and we all 
take and give feedback. And so I just love it. It's been, I've always kind of been a lone ranger in business. As an entrepreneur, it's easy to fall into that. Um, But I don't think I could ever go back to that again after being a part of such a supportive group where we all have each other's backs. It's just really helped me grow as a businesswoman and someone who's doing what she's doing to have a group of people who know what it's like. Yeah, it seems pretty hard to really just go out there and just do it on your own. And all the help and support that you could have, I mean, the, the more the merrier, right? Exactly. And I'm, I like doing things in a group. I love working as part of a team. And so I just really, that's how I operate the best. When I'm bouncing ideas off of other people, we're working together. Even if we're not working on the same things or the, with the same clients, we can pass ideas back and forth, share a laugh. Everything seems less serious. And, you know, we go on about our day with a better perspective. Yeah, of course. Well, this is some great tips. Uh, what we'll be doing right now is we'll be hopping off to another commercial break, and we'll be back shortly. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Larry Kim, and my website's LarryKim.com. And would you like to share your website one more time, Krista? It's HubCreativeMedia.com. Okay, perfect. And we'll be back shortly after this break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Would you like to make more money, help more people, and have more fun? Tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show because you'll discover the money, mindset, and marketing skills that will help you create the abundant lifestyle you desire. As an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and thought leader, Noah helps business owners increase their income, influence, and impact. So tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello 
at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hi, Leonard Kim here once again with Kristen Nichols. And through this whole thing, we've been really discussing how you can really become your worst enemy and that can prevent you from relationships, business, or any type of success. Now, Kristen went out there in the last segment and really covered three things that she does and anyone else could do to really go out there and stop being your worst enemy. One was to freeze, to stop. Stop doing everything and take a moment to think. It doesn't matter how busy you are. You just have to take that moment where you just stop and shut down. The next thing that she covered is you really have to just be honest with yourself and state that you really do have a problem. That's right. Right, Krista? That's right. Yeah, just get real with yourself. You know, if if you are holding long-set ideas and mindsets that it it could be you. Just get real with it. If it's you, just admit it. <laughs> yeah, and the third thing we covered was going out there and getting feedback from your peers, your friends, your family members, people who could go out there and really support you to really drive that um, reinforcement and belief back into you. Now, I hear there's one last and final step to this entire process. Right, Krista? Is it one or is it two more? Because our audience is really wanting to find out. Yeah, no problem. Well, I I have one more formal step, um, and it's probably the scariest one because now that you've done all the mindset work, you've taken a break, you've shut your mind off for a little bit, you've gotten real with yourself, you've admitted it. If you have been throwing up roadblocks for your own self, and you've also then taken the initiative to talk to people, to gather community, to hear from, let others pour into you what they see in you and ask for encouragement when you need it. Now it's time to get back to work. You can sit get on... Get back to work? Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you've been frozen in your business, you cannot get past that. You can do all the mindset work you want to You can get all the compliments and pats on the back you want to, but it's not going to help your business unless you take all of that and you go back to work. Wow. And it it seems very scary. (laughs) It's going to seem unnatural at first because you've just taken some time to pour truth into your life and others have done the same. And you come off of that and you're like, yes, this is awesome. I can do it. I can conquer the world. And then Monday rolls around and you're like, ah, I have 17 emails to write and five client calls. And the temptation is to go right back to where you were. And we talked about that a little bit. But now is your chance to take everything you've learned and say no. No, I'm not going there again. That is not where I'm supposed to be. I am going forward. And the well, more you do it. keeps calling you and says, Krista, come back to me. Krista, come. I know. It is. It's, it's a very familiar sounding voice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to seem comfortable and it's going to seem safe. But it's dangerous. It's the death to growth. Don't listen. Get back to work. Come back to me, Krista. Join me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. It's like that little voice in your head that says, come. It's like two, two, two voices, right? One on the Exactly. Right, on the, the devil on your shoulder and the angel on your shoulder. You get to choose which one you listen to, though. They can talk all they want, but you're the one who gets to choose which direction okay. you want to go and which voice you're going to listen to. Now that so, you know what the truth is and you know the path ahead of you, it's your choice to follow it. No one so else can do gone, that for you. So you've gone through all these steps and now you're like, okay, I'm going to get back to work. Now, just saying it is what a lot of people do, but you actually have to do it. So what are some tips that you have for people to really go out there and go back to work? Because, I mean, it seems like this has probably been a pretty long break for them and they've got used to that routine of not going to work, not having to worry, but now it's time for them to really get back into the field. What are some tips for that? Well, start small. Start with things that don't seem overwhelming. Build those small victories and use them as stepping stones to bigger and bigger things. So for me, when I finally admitted that it was my mentality that was holding me back, that my fear of dreaming big dreams had shut things down for me, I had to begin to look ahead and say, okay, if this is where I want to be, what are some concrete steps I can take now to make progress in that direction? So I started making lists of things that I could do to help grow my business and not just concrete things to grow my business, but things that I could do for myself. You know, do I need to take more time every day to read the Bible so that that's what I'm putting in my head? That's my mental space. Do I need to make sure I'm taking care of my physical health? You know, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, you know, eating three meals a day because I can't think well. I can't do the thing if I'm not taking care of myself. Um, so I made made a list, and I started small. So every day I committed to doing some small things, uh, and those build on each other and build on each other. And so it gives you a little bit of time to set in the new habits so that it doesn't seem so intimidating all at once. You know what I'm saying? I could go out and say, okay, I am going to rule the world today. And at the end of the day, I would be devastated and disappointed (laughs) because you can't rule the world in one day. But I could make six phone calls today and talk to businesses that I've needed to follow up with. I could rewrite some of the copy on my website today to be more clear about my goals and objectives. So those kinds of things, they make progress and they get you ready for the bigger things. So what you're really doing here is you're taking everything that you're doing and you're kind of turning it into like a routine or like habits and really just focusing on taking care of yourself while you do it as well. Starting with the small things and moving gradually bigger and bigger and bigger, right? That's right. I'm giving myself time to set in new habits, like you said, so that it becomes natural 
it becomes the new pattern for me, the new way of thinking um, and positive forward motion with my business becomes my new norm. And in that way, it's lasting. It's not just a quick flash in the pan and then when I hit a bump in the road, I'm just going to go right back into self-doubt. Mm. It's going to be no longer. I don't, I don't drive along that rut anymore. So let's say you have all this figured out and you're going out there and doing these things. Like, what, what does success look like in the end? I mean, you've done all these things. You've gone out there. You've made all these changes. You've overcome that. What does success look like now? It looks like peace, I think. Peace in my heart and in my mind, knowing that irregardless of the external results, I'm on the right path on the inside, and that's going to attract the kinds of people that you want to work with because you know you have it in you. You know you can do it. You just have to believe it and act accordingly. So, yeah, for me, it looks like peace. It looks like uh, maybe even bravery, you know, willingness to try instead of being too afraid to risk. Um, And just confidence that it's going to flourish And that kind of an attitude, it shows to the people around you and the people that you work with, the people that you work for. It just begins to really make a difference. And pretty soon you stop and you look around and you think, wow, how did I I let it get so set in? How did I get into such a rut? It's so much better out here. Yeah. And I can see it's so much better for you now. And I know before you had mentioned that if you have one client or when you have one client, if you lost them, it would have completely devastated your life. Let's mm-hmm. say you were to lose a client now. Like, would that have any impact on you or not really anymore? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same. It would be one of many. Um, and I, I'm more choosy about who I work with now just because I have certain skills that work better with people that have other complementary skills. And also I have more expertise in certain industries than others. Um, And so I tend to choose my clients more carefully and we have long working relationships, which is great, but no one client for me is a make or break situation anymore because I have grown in confidence and learned how to begin scaling my business and work on a different level than I used to. And how does it feel to be able to tell people that you know may have like conflicts with like working personalities where you're like, no, I don't want to work with you. Honestly, it it feels like freedom. It is freedom. Um, And that's something that as an entrepreneur, as people who are entrepreneurs, that's, that's so original to what we do. We have the choice to choose, whereas if you work as an employee, you really don't. Um, and just being able to experience that and, and being able to let go when something's not a good fit, it's, 
so beneficial for everyone involved, not just for me, but, you know, for, for a client where it's just not a good fit, you're doing everyone a favor by letting them go and find someone who is. I've heard so many stories of people who went out there and they wanted to be entrepreneurs, but they were in the early phases or they lost a client and they had to take on like a new client, but it was like a nightmare. Do you have any advice for them? Hang in there. You do. In the beginning, you do what it takes. That's true. Uh, But hang in there. It doesn't have to be like that forever. Um, Just keep, keep your cool. Do what you can. Do what you're good at, you know, let your zone of genius show and you'll attract the right kind of people who can benefit the most from your services. Yeah, like I remember, yeah, you should definitely not give up. I mean, we kind of all have the luxury here where we get to pick and choose exactly what clients we want to work with because we don't have to worry about money and things like that. But if you're just starting out and you're like, I need to grow this business, I need to become an influencer, I need to do this, I need to do that, it gets very, very frustrating because there's so many things that can go wrong and every single dollar that comes in is just so precious. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to go out there and just make sure you're able to cover the bills. And I can get that. And maybe you'll end up with a few nightmare clients here and there. But, you know, giving up is one thing. And giving up could cause cause you to well, end up back at one of those jobs you don't like. It could cause you to be stuck, um, never achieving that influencer status that you were looking for. I mean, there's a lot of things that could really happen if you don't go out there and really decide, make that decision to not give up and just continue moving forward. Um, our show is about to come to a close. Um, once again, my name is Larry Kim. We wanted to really thank you for joining us on Grow Your Influence to today where you got to learn how to face your own worst enemy which is yourself uh, you can find me at leonardkim.com and at twitter at mr leonard kim and krista nichols do you want to exit with your um, with how people could contact you sure you can find me at hubcreativemedia.com okay perfect and thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll be able to see you next week Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.